5 o'clock, so let's go ahead and call this meeting to order. Jamie, if you want to do roll call. Brenny. Here. Bruning. Here. Perry. Yes. Mailer. Here. Murley. Here. Want to see if there's any conflict of interest tonight? No. 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 If none, we'll move on. We'll need a motion to approve the consent agenda A through C. Consent, consent agenda A through C claims totaling $180,000. Thirty-eight, one $138.41. I move to approve consent agenda items A through C. Second. Got a motion and a second to approve. Any discussion? Just a question about the bridge inspection uh, to Calhoun Burns and Associate for mm -hmm. $16.50. Uh, what, what bridge was that? All of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have to, by law, have them inspected every so many years. Okay. Um, so they did the inspection and they said they were all in good shape. Good. Um, pretty much so. And then the door North for. That's one. And the door from Ziegler, was that for the sheds down by the water? Mm -hmm. That was for the. What was oh, that was the back of the door. Yeah, yeah, back of the door, yeah, yeah. The back oh, of okay. door got, had to be replaced. Okay. Thank you. Further questions, discussion? If then, Jamie can call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. Murley? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. Ferris, did, did you guys say how, uh, out loud how much the claims were? Yes. yes. Okay, thank you. Move on to 4A, the public hearing. We'll go ahead and open the public hearing on the proposed plan specifications, form of contract, and estimate of cost for the proposed 2020 sanitary utility improvement projects, Group A and B. Uh, we have any oral or written comments at all? Oh, any written. And Danny's here too to answer any questions or kind of probably go over some of the plan there. Um, yeah, so the public hearing is just a formality for meeting the bidding requirements. Um, last time I was here, I think we were trying to get bidden a little sooner. We did, uh, USDA had an extra requirement for us was the delay. They, they required a title opinion for the wastewater treatment plant property and the lift station because those weren't right away. They were city-owned. So uh, Jamie was able to dig the abstracts out, and those went to the abstract company. Got updated then to the, to the attorney for an update, then to USDA for approval. So that took a few extra weeks, but... Uh, the project's set to bid on uh, March 2nd, and then uh, hopefully we get some favorable bids, and we'll look to make our recommendation after we get those opened. That's the bid opening date, March 2nd. Yep, March 2nd is the bid opening date. Yep. Is that going to be a special council meeting? Uh, no, we don't need a council meeting. We'll just take the bid tab to the council meeting. Yep. We'll just come in here and I mean, you're welcome to attend, but we'll just come in here and open them um, and read them and, and record them all. Just a question, and I know it's probably a routine formality, but they talk about uh, each person or company bidding has to uh, fix a 5% uh, the total amount of the, the bid is that money that they have to could you kind of explain that for the for their bid bond yeah yes. so that's a five percent bid bond. yep so it's a five percent bid bond so that just uh ensures that they enter into a contract so they come in and bid and if they don't enter into a contract the city would be able to keep that bond money but once they enter into a contract then that then that goes away okay good thanks <coughs> Anything else? Well, we have a motion. We would move to close the public hearing. Um, I'll second that. We have a motion and a second to close the public hearing. Jamie, if you want to take a vote. Mailer. Yes. Murley. Yes. Bruning. Yes. Perry. Yes. Move
the consideration of consideration of resolution number 2022-1010 entitled resolution finally approving and confirming plan specifications form and contract and estimate of cost for the 2020 sanitary utility improvement projects groups a and b we'll need an introduction and a motion to approve this i'll, I'll make the introduction of resolution 2022-10 uh, as read by the mayor We'll move the passage of resolution number 2022-10 as read by the mayor and reiterated by Councilman Brenny. I'll second that. <clears throat> we have introduction, motion, and a second. Any further discussion or questions? If nothing, Jamie and call for a vote. Miller? Yes. Murley? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Burning? Yes. Perry? Yes. Move on to C, consideration of resolution number 2022-11 entitled a resolution to provide for notice of the taking of bids for the 2020 sanitary utility improvement projects, groups A and B. We'll need an introduction and a motion on this also. I'll introduce the resolution number 2022-11. That's right by the mayor. And I'll, I'll uh, make the motion to accept number 2022-11 as read by the mayor. I'll second it. Got an introduction, motion, and a second. Any questions on this discussion? Curtis, before you guys move on, is anyone able to briefly describe kind of what the sanitary improvement project is beyond just we're going to improve the sanitary <coughs> You want to cover that, Danny? Or? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, the segment through town. It's, there was a study done um, that found areas where there was some restrictions on the, enough flow being through, and there were some basement backups. Um, so it's uh, to improve the system on, on that area of town. What what area of town? Um, it's over towards uh, 12th and Audubon. Audubon, yep. Is one of the main main areas of it, and it cuts kind of cross country on some of that through the through that ravine. Yep. Sure. I've already discovered what's restricting it. The, just some of the, the pipe sizes. Pipe sizes. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, what about Twelfth and Early Street? Is that part of this? Is that that storm, storm sewer, sewer project? Storm sewer. That would not be part of this. This is sanitary sewer. Okay. Where are we at on the storm side of that? Uh, that's a whole other conversation in that either. Well, yeah, I mean, there's 175000 on the budget for, for that, that project. Okay. It's, not, it's on our radar. It's not, I and mean, we've got money set aside. It's just, this one's for the sanitary sewer that's going like down 12th to 9th in that ravine. Yeah. Is what okay. This is right now. All right. I believe that the, the early project is more storm sewer than sanitary sewer. Right. Correct. You know, we've, we've got the plans and everything done on that already. We just got to get the, uh, the when we, we bid it out already once, and it was like 300 and some thousand, way too much. So what we're going to do is break it down in a couple phases. So we'll do $175,000 worth uh, this next fiscal year, and then complete hopefully the next following. It's in the works, just getting back to this uh, sanitary project. Did you guys already say about what the estimated cost is earlier on in the meeting? It's two point four million. What's the? Uh, how does that? How does that get funded? Uh, approximately fifty-five percent is through grant, and the others through a low-interest loan through USDA. Like one percent, less than one percent, zero. No, we'll be that low, probably two or three. Okay. I think we were looking at. I'd have to pull the form out. It was like two point three percent somewhere now. <clears throat> it all depends on when we close on it and all that too. So. Yeah, I'm not trying to catch anything. I'm just yeah. asking. Um, do you already have the grants in place, or is that something? Yep. Okay. Yep. Those were ones that we got rewarded back in eighteen or nineteen. Was it like 1.6 or something? Yeah, it's uh, 2.18 2. million, I think, was the grant. And then the remainder was uh, 
long. Nice. So that's just me going by my memory. So who did the who did the work on getting those grants? Us, J.O. and me. We wrote them. Thank you. Good job. Anything so, else? <laughs> in terms of how projects have been coming in bid-wise, I know that materials have been hard to get. I know that we're living in an inflationary time. So do you feel that the $2.4 is a realistic number we're, to look at at this point? We're very hopeful, but you're, you're right. Materials have been, so far they've been able to get them. There have been some delays in what I've seen in projects. Um, but I have seen bids where some have been pretty high and some have been you know, kind of what we would have expected, you know, closer to a year ago. So I've seen quite a bit of up and downs on them since haven't figured out exactly why yet. Uh, but there's definitely been a lot of supply issues. So, and you feel that there will be adequate interest in this project to get it? Yeah, or, yeah, I think so. Is that something like they, they wait to get all the supplies then start, or they kind of just start it and hope it all goes um, in? Or? Well, no, once we, typically once we award the contract, they'll order their supplies, like, like right away, as so, soon as they know they're getting the contract, they'll order them. Because they want to lock them in. Because they want to get right. They want to get it locked in because they were pricing it out for their bid. Um, they want to lock it in as soon as they absolutely can. So, have there been any conditional contract things happening that, because of the difficulty of getting supplies, that if there's been this needs to be finished by such and such a time, are there provisions? There, there. The state has done some. If there's the materials you can't get. Um, there's, there's one there, sometimes they can submit for extra cost because the material prices went way up, but you can work also on deadlines with them um, because it's not the contractor's fault that they can't get the materials. I guess what I'm saying is, if, is, is anything that we can do to make the contract a little more attractive to say, <coughs> I mean, I don't, want, I don't want to put a soft deadline on it, but also recognizing if <coughs> materials aren't there. Yep, um, and generally that's been issued, you know, kind of directed by the state, and, and that's on a case-by-case -case basis. Um, we don't generally put that in the contract. We just we uh, address that situation if it happens. Um, and contractors, I don't think, have been uh, penalized because of that on any job. Okay. I mean, I just, yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to trying to make it as attractive as possible yep. for people to bid the project. Yep. Do you get any talk or hear of any talk? But you know, as far as materials, you know, being delayed, do you expect that, or is it looking? The, do you, do you, is there any talk in the industry of what's going on? The, the last one that that I've had issues with for, for materials was due to was water main materials. Um, so it was delayed probably a month and a half, but they did end up getting it. It's just a little later than uh, what they had anticipated. So then the contractor just switched their order of operations. They put in the sanitary and storm sewer first and put the water main in last um, just due to materials. So on that particular job, it didn't delay the job. It just switched on the order that they had to do the work. Okay. Thanks for all your help to make this come to fruition. Yep. I'm looking forward to getting built. <laughs> Does it specify in the contract who the uh, final inspection, who's responsible to make the final inspection? So we're doing, we're doing, JO will be doing inspection on the project um, throughout the course of the project. And then at, at, on the finals, we'll do a final inspection as well at the end of the job. Right. Do you, do you guys have a person who's assigned to that specifically or is that as it comes up? Uh, we, we will. Um, we don't 100% nail that down until we know the con when the contractor is going to start. But we have, we have uh, multiple inspectors that, will, that work for JO. Does your final... Uh, does your final pay and uh, rely on final inspection being completed? Yeah, so so throughout the course of the project, we'll hold retainage on the project. So we'll, you know, if the contractor has $100,000 worth of work done, we keep a small percentage of that throughout the entire project um, until the very end, until we'll go through and do a final walkthrough, put together a punch list, and make sure every item is completed on that punch list before we make final payment. Does the final punch list get reviewed with the council before? Final approval? Typically not, but I could. I mean, if you wanted to, the city would be out there. Um, whether it's Jamie or, or some of your crew, typically would would do the final uh, walkthrough with us. Um, but not typically the council. I mean, we definitely could if they wanted. 
Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Dan. Nothing else. Jamie and call for a vote. Bruning? Yes. Perry? <coughs> yes. Mailer? Yes. Merley? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Move on to D. No. Move to open the public hearing on fiscal year 2023 maximum tax levy. Any oral written or comments? Or? No. Thanks, Danny. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Danny. Is anyone able to explain in detail um, why the tax levy sometimes can go up or down and that uh, isn't the same as money going up or down out of people's pockets? As, as far as valuations, yeah. how that's associated with it. Can you give me kind of a capsule explanation of how that works? Yeah, so it's, uh, um, what is there, every two years or so, the county assessor goes through and reevaluates re all the, uh, creates new valuations for all the properties in the city. Um, most of the time, valuations go up because your the value of your property is more expensive. Um, so when that, even if you get the, the the levy the same, as valuations go up, your revenues will increase. Meaning that, like, it will cost more to be a tax, you know. Yeah, your tax bill would be higher, yeah. even though the tax rate is the same. Actually, there there's another element of that too, that. Um, so the, the assessor sets what the assessed value of the property is. The state sets a rollback that will give you what the taxable value is, and that also affects that. So sometimes, right now I believe the, is the taxable valuation 54 point? It's 54 percent. So if you have a $100,000 house, you're paying taxes on roughly 54000 but some days, complicated. Some, sure. days, some years it goes up, some years it goes down, and typically, <coughs> if you're, if the property is evaluated in an even number year, the odd number year, the percentage of the rollback will be slightly less to offset it. So this year it might be fifty-four thousand. Next year it might be fifty-five thousand because the rollback is different from assessed value to taxable value. So both, so both what the assessor says and what the state says for rollback create some of that difference. And that's only on residential. Click on commercial, it's 90%. Um, industrial, it's 90%. Um, but you, I mean, we could get in all kinds of weeds here because the multifamily is going to go. It, right now it's considered commercial. The state's moving that into residential. So apartment complexes that used to be charged 90% will not be charged the residential rate of 54%, so that'll be a loss of revenue for the city. Um, but there's there's all kinds of little nuances. And I think that the Park system. View is going to be actually a residential instead of a commercial facility. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Which is good for Park View, it's not necessarily good for city budget. Is anyone able to explain the basic concept of what a maximum property tax dollar is? It, that's just, the, so the maximum tax levy the hearing that we're doing tonight and the resolution that's passed was a law created by the state legislature a couple of years ago. Um, the intent of it was to um, make um, make the taxing system more transparent. Um, myself, along with most other city administrators in the state, disagree with that. I think that we think it's it convolutes and makes things more complicated to understand. Because you're getting a tax rate on this one, I think um, I'd have to look at it. But it was fourteen point four three three five. Yeah, so that's not the real tax rate because you're not including the debt service and levy and that stuff. Um, so it's not an accurate number. So some people would think, well, it's fourteen dollars. Well, it's not really fourteen dollars because until you throw the debt levy in there, that's not the actual number. And we'll announce the, the actual number tonight or my proposed one, um, but. Uh, yeah, I think it just makes things more complicated. Um, and it's another step in the process. It's another step in the process. It's very tight. We have a very tight time frame to do all this in. Um, by January or March 31st, we have to have all this certified. We have to have two hearings now, which has to be published in the paper at a certain time. 
if you miss that if you miss that publication date, it can really mess things up. So um, it just I think it makes things a little more complicated than they need to be. But that's just my opinion. Some laws are solutions in search of a problem. What was the problem that it thinks it's solving? Uh, they thought it made it made the process more transparent. Oh, you said that. Okay. Yeah. I think the other problem was that people were complaining that the assessor was increasing their taxes, <coughs> and that um, it was an effort to try and give the illusion that they were trying to decrease property taxes for people. And it, I don't think it's really done it, but that's just my personal opinion. On the other hand, we get to sit here and have another public hearing and. Dale gets some more money from the newspaper because we get some more publications. And that's not a bad thing either for the newspaper. Keep it going. But, um, well, if there's nothing else, we can have a motion to close the public hearing. I'll make a motion to close the public hearing on the fiscal year 2023 maximum tax levy. I'll second it. Got a motion and a second to close. Public hearing. Jamie, you can take a vote. Perry? Yes. Mailer? Yes. Marley? Yeah. Brenny? Yes. Bruni? Yes. I'll move on to D1, the consideration of resolution number 2022-12 entitled a resolution adopting the maximum property tax dollars for fiscal year 2023. We'll need an introduction and a motion for that. I'll make the introduction for number 20. 22-12, as read by the mayor. I'll move adoption of resolution 2022-12. I'll second it. Got an introduction, motion, a second. Any further discussion or questions? There's a point of clarification. I believe this requires a supermajority to pass. <clears throat> yep, four. Nothing else. Jamie, you can call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. Marley? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. We're going to line five. Now's the time. If there's any citizens here that have the opportunity to address the council and have around the agenda tonight, if anybody has anything they want to bring up. Dale? When was the study done on, on, on that street, on the street? Uh, when did we bid that out? Was that, it wasn't last year, was it? No, it was before, I think. Before? So it would have been 2020. Twin? 2020 is when we did the, okay. the design. So it's still a good design, and uh, yeah, they should be doing something on it. I know we talked to King, King Construction, too, to um, do some stuff for us, so I think we'll be getting started on it soon. When are, are those plans out to look at, or who? Uh, they're probably in a vault somewhere. I can, well, I'm yeah. just curious to know what's the scope of what's going to happen. I think they're going down the On the improvements. Here, yeah. Are they going to do a slip line there? Um, I don't remember all the details on it. I know the line was going to be a larger, a larger line to account for all the water like up in your corner there. Um, the big problem is that the lines, the pipe's too small, so it can't get enough. There's not enough pipe to get all that water in through it. So the water um, from 12th and early does not affect that sanitary sewer? Is that what no, you're saying? No. It doesn't? No. But uh, if we want, the what we're planning on doing is increasing, the, I think they're going to start increasing the line from like your your intersection, bring it down to like Farber and Audubon's, down that out of way, and try to bring <laughs> it to Main Street and tie it into the larger line. That's the goal. But there's no plans for that right now? Yeah, this summer. Huh? This summer. This summer? Okay. Just to clarify, is this the same uh, project as the one you uh, approved earlier? No. No. Okay, so we approved this, the sanitary, sanitary sewer center. project. The storm sewer project, which there is money budgeted for in our budget we're talking about, is a separate project. But the sanitary sewer and the storm sewer are, I mean, they're separate utilities. And in theory, they, there shouldn't really be a lot of infiltration between the two. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but in theory... There is. <laughs> yeah, there is. I guarantee you. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, there's the infiltration, yeah. The only oh, time that they have to pump that out is when there's four to six inches of water at that intersection. That's the only time. Comes up through the floor drain, so huh? it comes up through the floor drain. Oh yeah, so it's, comes through the floor. It's coming through the sanitary. Well, it shouldn't be coming. Then you're got a legal hookup. <laughs> oh, you're not supposed yeah, to be sanitary. Because the sanitary's flowing. The storms overflowing storm into the sanitary. Yeah, if you're tied into the storm. Well, so when the fine. storm sewer water is higher than my basement, why? Where's it going to go? Yeah. My basement. Yeah. Trust me. Three sump pumps never. Could I venture to it. say every time that they have had to pump that, we've had three to four inches of rain. Mm -hmm. And that water at 16th or 12th and early, there's four to six inches of water on that intersection. It goes right down that sanitary sewer to Ottoman Street. Yep. Oh, leaks in the mountain. You were up there that day. Leak, How much water did you drive through? <laughs> Six, eight inches. Mm -hmm. I was going to go down to the alley. It has to infiltrate no. that sanitary sewer at that corner and oh. cause problems. Well, if it, if, it, if it infiltrated the sanitary sewer, I, I would think it would help you. I was back in 10 minutes. Why does it help me? Water. Mm -hmm. No, it backs up. It backs up through the floor. You can't go any place. From the sanitary drain. Hmm. Until the only time it gets better is when they go to 12th and Audubon and put their pump in and pump that out into the street and then our water will go down. Yeah. All I can say is we're working on it. I'm not an engineer. <laughs> I, I don't know. About 15 years all... of it that I know of <laughs> and nothing's happened. Well, if they're pumping 12th and Audubon and this project we're doing technically should help. That's what I said last it time. It might. I mean, the way that's you're working it, yeah. it makes... Even sense. though it's a sanitary sewer project, that's what I mentioned last time, Dale. I said yeah. it might help. Yeah. yeah, it might. I mean, the way we don't know. it, it I sounds mean, like it should take the relief off of it. Yeah. Because yeah. it won't be there at 12th and Autumn no more. It's going to be gone. Well, hopefully. So hopefully that'll help at least until we can get the, you still got your other project done. Because that water, when it floods that intersection, goes down through the sanitary manhole as far as getting out. Mm -hmm. Well, that, I know at your place that gets deep. Yeah, yeah. yeah video you posted last like storm long. drain there. Is, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, because they came in the round property, went in through the garage, and went down through the basement, went into the house, and went down the basement last summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason we haven't been doing any more improvements on that round property because well, I put the money into it, yeah. it's still going to get damaged. So. Both ways. Yeah, summer we'll have improvement one way or another. Keep going the rate we're going, we'll have to worry about rain. Yeah. <laughs> Much as I hate to say that. It just comes in spurts. It's yeah, right. It's been fixed for months, haven't right. it? Right? Yeah. <laughs> the basement's been bone dry. Huh? <laughs> Can't even get my sump pump to run. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. If no one else, we'll move on to miscellaneous. <clears throat> the consideration of resolution number 2022-14 entitled a resolution set in a public hearing on the sale of the city-owned property. We'll need an introduction and a motion on this. I'll go ahead and make the introduction uh, on number 2022-14 as read by the mayor. I'll second that one. You need to, I'll, you need I'll to make a motion to, uh, for the resolution of 2022 14. I'll second it. Got an introduction, motion, and a second. I'll move on to discussion. And this is, um, so this is the, uh, we're using the, the, the forms that we passed as policy um, a few council meetings ago. Um, this hearing will be to discuss the sale or transfer of uh, the lots described as lots 14 and 15, uh, Fairview Park edition, up there on Aaron Street. And then we've got a, a, a stipulation on that is, and we'll discuss this more in the hearing, but if the assessed value of the construction site is over $100,000 for the house, um, that the property be transferred for no cost to the person building on it. That's the ones we just acquired, right? Mm -hmm. lots. So this would three be lots. the, we, we acquired the five lots from Austin. This would be the easternmost two, two lots. lots of those. So it would be the one, mm -hmm. okay. 
at the intersection. Closest to the gravel road. Yep. Okay. So the five lots were divided into three lots, but the one on the corner is the largest of the three, and the other two are a lot and a half. And then Brotherton will be here on the 22nd for the public hearing to ask you, answer any questions you might have. Okay. Is this the southwest corner of Highland and Erin? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It's just me. Yeah. Not you. Not, not a parking. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> They're fitting for themselves. <laughs> it wasn't Thursday. It wasn't popcorn day. <laughs> Nothing else. Jamie, call for a vote. Merle. Yes. Brenny. Yes. Bruning. Yes. Harry. Yes. Mailer. Yes. Move on to Line B, the consideration of resolution number 2022-15 entitled a resolution adopting a fee schedule for opening and closing of graves and crematories or cremations. How about that? Cremations for Oakland Cemetery in Sac City, Iowa. We'll need an introduction and a motion to approve that. I'll introduce um, resolution number 2022-15 as read by the mayor. I'll make a motion to for resolution number 2022-15. I'll second that. Got a motion and a second. Stand what, are our, what are our current fees? I'm just gonna $400 and cremation is 150 This is the same amount that was uh, raised, same percentage that was raised each period. So it was raised in 1996, 1984. 1996, 2006, it's been every 10 years they raised them the same amount. Um, so it's been 16 years actually since we raised them. They should have been raised probably uh, six years ago. 2016, they should have went through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the new rates are 500, 500, 500, and 200 for. Yeah, and that really accounts, especially your sexton fees. You know, we've been charging the same rate, but as, uh, as uh, employee compensation goes up, you end up losing money when you do a burial. So let's help compensate for that. Did you change the weekend and the holiday fee, or did you keep that the same too? I believe we. Um, I think it went up. So for a Sunday and or holiday, two hundred dollars. Oh yeah, I think it was one fifty. One fifty. Let's say if you didn't, that might not be a bad idea. But that, but Saturdays are no extra charge. No, there's an extra charge if they have to do a burial on Saturday. This is Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Saturdays now. Why? Yeah. I don't know why. Because <laughs> it's a weekend. Yeah. So your staff would still have to come in and get yeah. extra overtime. So just do we need to amend it to say Saturdays, Sundays, or holidays? If you, it's up to you guys. I mean, it's. <coughs> I, I found I found that kind of odd too. Yeah. Why Saturday is? Yeah. Not a. I. I don't know. They have to come in on that day too, usually, because they don't work Saturdays. So they'd be getting overtime more than likely. I don't know. It's a weekend. It's everybody else's thoughts. Well, it's, it's going to cost the same amount on Saturday that it does Sunday or holiday. That's what I'm thinking. I, I'd make a motion to change that where it says Saturday to weekends, or if we would want to spell out Saturday, Sunday, whichever way. Well, okay, so now I'll, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate here just a second. As one who is involved in way too many funerals, a lot of funerals now are happening in the evening. Uh, <clears throat> but don't they dig it in the morning and cover the next day, or how do they do that? 
they have to cover it that night. Right, you can't right. leave a crate open. Scott! That was my next question. I was like, what, what's the time frame? I don't know. We've never done that here. It's not two hours. I mean, I guess, I guess what I'm just saying is, do we want to go outside of outside of the office, out of outside of the regular city office hours? Or do people take comp time and do it? I mean the the trend seems to be more and more to getting away from we have a funeral at ten in the morning or two in the afternoon just because a lot of companies are not giving people time off to go to a service so they people are trying to get the services at a time that people can go. Could you say, let's see, further for any grave opening that is scheduled for a time outside of 7 a.m. to 4 a.m. Monday through Friday or holiday as reserved by the city will have an additional charge of 200. Yeah. How does how does that process work? How, when do, if there's a funeral at 10 o'clock in the morning, do they go out first and dig it that morning? Or when when is when is it done? Uh, they'll do it the day before a lot of times. So I wonder if that's why they didn't put Saturday in there because they're saying, okay, oh, well, they dig we're, it on we're, we're not going to charge you an extra to push the dirt back No, we'll start to close it on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but it, I would assume it takes a lot less to close it than it does to dig it. I don't know, but I'm just trying to rationalize why they would even put that in there in the first place. It, it, the time it takes is all dependent on weather. I mean, sometimes if it's muddy out and we have to put, you know, plywood out so we don't mess up the ground and all that. It takes time. and So... Um, Actually, the word grave opening may not be the, uh, the correct operative word. I mean, because can, you can normally dig the grave during regular hours. It's having to fill it. Or you could say anything outside of normal business hours is extra. I think what you said, Jamie, would be... Put in the 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And holidays. You going to put opening or closing then, Bruce? Is that what you're thinking? Well, you thinking? I think the opening is probably going to happen during Christmas hours anyway. Because they do it Friday, mm -hmm. and they close it Saturday. Unless they want it on a Sunday, then they're going to open it on. Saturday. There's, there's Saturday. times we open it on a Saturday. It just depends on staff and all that. It's if you use the word burial, further for any burial that is scheduled outside of business normal hours. business hours. I mean, the 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., is that what you said? Yeah, For any burial that is scheduled outside of normal business hours, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Mm. Or holidays. Monday through Friday, or holidays. Of the additional charge of 150. Yeah. 200. Or, no, 100. Oh, 200. 200, sorry, sorry. 150 current. So if Bob made that motion, I would second it. Let me read it just to make sure. <laughs> you know, Further, for any burial that is scheduled outside of normal business hours, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., or a holiday as reserved by the city, will have an additional charge of $200. You want to put 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday? Well, or a holiday? Yeah. <coughs> yep. I'll make that motion with Jacob. Mm -hmm. But do we still already have a motion? So you're moving, yeah, to, you're moving, moving to amend it. Yes, I, I'm. Yeah. yeah. Even though we have the others open, can we go? Yeah. So okay. so we can amend it. We can amend it. We'll vote on the amendment and then we'll vote on the motion. Right. I would second the amendment. All right. Okay. And a motion and a second to amend Jamie, it. Jamie, relax over there. Any <laughs> <laughs> more papers? Got a nobody actually. This is too much for me. So, any discussion on the amendment? Curtis. Um, <clears throat> are you guys replacing opening and closing with the word burial? Yes. Mm -hmm. 
actually, the, we're replacing the word opening with the word burial. Closing wasn't in there. It read, <coughs> um, any grave opening that is scheduled for Sunday or a holiday as reserved by the city will have an additional $200 charge. We're going to change it to, for, for any burial scheduled outside of normal business hours, 7 to 4, Monday through Friday, or holidays are reserved for the city, will have additional charge of $200. I'm sorry, the only, the only information immediately available was to the public was the title of the resolution, which is opening and closing. So, yeah. so I think it's a little bit more clear on what we're doing with the word burial. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. If nothing else, Jamie can call a vote on the amendment. Brenny. Yes. Bruni. Yes. Perry. Yes. Mailer. Yes. Murley. Yes. Now we can go back and call for a vote on the resolution 2022-15 as amended, right? Yep. All right. So did we have a motion already yeah. on that? So just mm -hmm. a motion. We had an introduction motion and a second. Okay, yeah. so that should be now we're revert back to the original. Original one, yeah. Woo! As amended. All right, let's go. Brenny. Yes. Bruning. Yes. Harry. Yes. <laughs> Mailer. Yes. Merley. Yes. Now, hold on. Uh, uh, uh. We're done with that one. I got too many notes. Move on to C. <laughs> Consideration of resolution number 2022-16 entitled resolution establishing new cemetery plot rates for Oakland Cemetery in Sacramento. We'll need an introduction and a motion on that. <clears throat> I will introduce resolution number 2022-16 as by the mayor. <clears throat> I will move passage of resolution 2022-16. And I'll second that. Uh, introduction motion is second to approve. Move what? on to discussion. What are the current? 400. 400. And just so you know, this is both of these resolutions take effect J July 1. So anyone that wants to get in there and buy one before they. You can still buy one. <laughs> 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 you just go ahead and call it. Right? You got one that sold the house. <laughs> Yep. These these spots are all the same. Cremated versus buried versus mm -hmm. it's all. It's all a plot. Yeah. 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 Sure. It's all a plot, no matter what. It's very smart. The difference is you can get what's multiple cremains in one plot. Do you do that? Yeah. Yes. Especially for cremated. Curtis, is there a legal limit to the number of people that can be on a plot? Yes. Don't ask me what. It's two, <laughs> two, I don't know, but yes. Two cremations in one plot. Sexton can tell me. One, one full and one cremation can be in one plot, and then one full. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not two full. Not two full. <laughs> Can't stop them. Can't stop them. So, does this regularly increase too? Yeah. That's every every ten, ten, every ten ish years. This is, hasn't been addressed since 06. Either all. one of them hasn't. And is this for um, perpetual care? Yes. 20% of it goes to perpetual care. Is that keeping up? Hmm? Is that keeping up with the actual cost? Well, the problem with perpetual care is you can't use any of those funds unless it's you can use the interest off of it. But uh, well, there's about 80, what, 85000 in the perpetual yeah. care fund. Mm -hmm. Is that basically for if you've got a chance to replace a stone or something like that? I think it's there mostly if, like, the city disincorporated or something like that. There's funds available there to keep taking care of it. Actually, the stones, no. Because the stones are actually owned by the people who bought them and not owned by the city. Now, I had a great-grandfather down in Wall Lake, and they replaced the stone down there, and I can't, I could never figure out who paid for it. And then they said the city has got a, a fund for that down there in Wall Lake. Did they damage it, or what? Well, it was just an old one. They just replaced it with a newer one. <laughs> I, yeah, I we damage it. We'll replace it. Well, hmm. 
Brand new stone. And I asked the last two minutes was why, and they didn't have nothing to do with it. So. Hmm. Well, we have introduction, motion, and second. Is there any further discussion? If nothing, Jamie, you call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. Marley? Yep. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. Line D, the consideration of resolution number 2022-17 entitled a resolution set, setting campground fees for Riverside Park. We'll need an introduction and a motion to approve this. I also introduce number 2022-17 as read by the mayor. I'll make a motion to approve resolution number 2022-17 as read by the mayor. I'll second that. An introduction, motion, and second. Move on to discussion, questions. Current rates. Current rate, uh, service hookups is $14 per night. No service uh, is $8 per night. Weekly rate, I think, whatever that's 14 times 6, $84 um, a night. And then the weekly rate for tax would be the 8 times uh, 6, 42 so the week of the rate is actually going down? Or no, well, what's no, 98? Got it. Yeah. 98, seven days in a week, right? Yep. So but nobody gets a break. So out. basically you get one day free. Yep, okay. Uh, if you do a whole week. <laughs> then off-season, no service is the same price as, right, you know, no service is no service, so pretty $10 great. per night, that, and then... Uh, uh, no service can camping's five dollars. I'm sorry, d uh, dump service is five dollars, which is five dollars currently. I didn't raise that, so it doesn't really cost us anything. So septic tank. Was that what it is? Mm-hmm. Does does new rate help sustain itself as a sort of? It'll never sustain itself, but it'll help offset some of the cost of the general fund. Has it ever been considered extending that camping or the season in the like the middle of October? We actually extended it. For, it used to be April fifteenth, and we moved it to April first. Um, depending on, I, they gave me the council gave me the authority to open it on April first if it's not too muddy. Um, otherwise, it'd be April fifteenth. Um, the uh, October first, I tend to keep it there because we. We do get freezes, mm -hmm. and we don't want to have issues with that. So um, they're welcome to camp there if they just they just can't use the hookups. Okay. How many? And then they they also if it's really cold and they use electricity, it, they run that heater and it really jacks our wheels up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many uh, requirees do you have like after the October first date? Is it quite a few or not? Uh, a lot of times we'll get them from uh, contractors that want to stay out there. Um, we had some nurses that were staying out there this past winter. Uh, usually, I have to kind of cut it off at in the fit about around Thanksgiving time because we that's when the avenue lights goes out. So between then and January, and they get all the the, the lights back out of the we can't have any camping out there. Okay. So these same rates for no service apply for the planned things down at. Riverview Park? No, these are just for Riverside Park. Um, they'll have to be set separately when they get to that point. They won't have service down there. Though, There'd right? be no service, yeah. no. There'd be some water that they get from the park. The river? <laughs> yeah, the river. The, there's some hybrids out by the park. Further discussion? Nothing. Jamie, you call for a vote. Perry? Yes. Mailer? Yes. Murley? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Move on to E, the consideration of scheduling a special council meeting on Friday, February 11th, 2022. I was actually going to ask too if um, I got to thinking on that. Dale probably wants the, because that's for the notice that's going to go to the paper for the budget hearing. Um, Usually he wants it by Thursday. Um, if we could maybe do the special council meeting on Thursday before mm -hmm. noon sometime. The and then that gives me a day 
to because uh, any changes we make in the work session uh, give me a chance to update them and get them to the council for approval in a special meeting. Thursday, February 10th at 7 a.m. I don't, whatever. In the a.m.? We can do it at noon too, go on. I don't care. I mean, all we need is three people to make a quorum, so. It's not going to be that long, is it? No, you'll, it'll just be that, and I think we're going to improve. Maybe I'm going to stick a couple things on there for uh, the Trails Committee for committee assignment. But we'll do it at noon. Thursday, February 10th. It'll take about noon. five minutes. Okay. Paris. So go from being a work session to a meeting? No, the work session is after this council that, meeting. That's tonight. This is a special Push meeting. Sorry, thank you. Yeah. So noon on Thursday. Noon Thursday. Thursday, February 10th, noon. Sharp. Where? Hmm? Sharp. Oh, oh he's a shark. <laughs> <laughs> so you asked where? <laughs> <laughs> In the, the river. I don't have to be the fastest. God. Oh, this meeting's gone south. Yeah. Maintain control of your meeting, Mayor. Do we need a motion to set that meeting? Uh, yes. Yeah. I would move to set a special meeting of the council on Thursday, February 10th at 12 noon. I'll second it. Got a motion to second. There's no more discussion. Jamie, call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. Murley? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. It's in my phone. An hour notification in 10 minutes. We're going to council forum. The only tidbits I got to kind of bring you guys up to speed. We kind of heard back from the intersection our brickwork. They recommend us not to do a compass because all the Cuts and sharp cuts. We'll have a hard time keeping the brick in place. So we're back trying to dream up something good. The only thing I brought up this morning with Renee was since we have diamonds down the sidewalk, maybe we can do a big diamond and then put the north, south, east, west at each point of a diamond. We're kind of, if you guys have any ideas, feel free to fill us in, but they recommended that compass would cause us problems, so we really don't want to go that direction. So I thought if we copied the sidewalks, we'd have the same theme, but nothing's for sure. Can you do two diamonds on top of each other? Well, like smaller? Like no. white brick one way. Then oh, on the, the other, other way. way. Yeah, then you get your points, wouldn't you? That ain't bad. I mean, if you did... Yeah, I know what you're saying. That'd be Hold clever. it up, Bruce, will you? <laughs> My stick men look the first one. Yeah, right? Exactly. So basically you're doing you're doing a diamond and a diamond. Oh. Oh a square over a square. Yeah. Turn them. Turn them. Turn them. It's more like bright sunshine to me, but I mean that would I mean that that wouldn't have the intricacies of the compass, but it would have sort of the same feeling. Yeah. And they would all be right angles with the points. Yeah. I'll bring that up. And I'll probably on the next agenda for the next regular council meeting um, have an emergency resolution for the construction of that. Um, being that the main issue that we're going to have is we have a supply shortage. The amount of time it would take to put that all out to bid would inhibit us from even getting the project done this summer and can potentially damage the manhole um, if we keep leaving it once the especially once the frost goes out of the ground that manhole's not you know you get, you're going to be putting a lot of pressure on top of it until we get uh, a concrete road built around it so we really need to get it done sooner than later I agree. plus people are complaining and there's a huge pump there yeah. big time the other thing is uh, the lights are getting closer. They're done and on a dock. Well, they're supposed to be on a semi today. Trucking seems to be an issue now. They're there, but now we got to get them here. And now we're shooting. They think Thursday they should. They're supposed to be delivered to the store, so they should be Thursday. And Nate, Nate's ready to put them up. So. Where are they coming from? Like South Carolina or something? 
But they were ready last week, but then now they're waiting for trucks. Go, a little far to go get them. <laughs> yeah. Road trip. So we are, that is getting close. Yeah. Assuming it's supposed to be nice all next week, too. Sunday's supposed to be cold, and it's supposed to be back up in the 40s again. Accordingly, like Channel 4, it's at o'clock tonight. My stick man looked at foam, Scott. Take a picture with your foam, Scott. Sliding there. What, Mom? That's the only thing I would. You heard me. The only other thing that I would just kind of say is that I know that uh, through the Legislative Policy Committee for the League of Cities and the Executive Board, there have been a lot of meetings with legislators about some proposed tax changes. One of them that's in the Senate is talking about the state taking over the local option sales tax. In theory, they are refunding the full amount to the cities, at least. But I know that um, it's something that definitely does need to be watched. If we, if Sac City were to lose the local option sales tax, we probably would not have funding for a library, for an aquatic center, for summer rec programs, for our parks, maybe for what we give Kids World. I mean, those kind of things, it would be catastrophic for our city. And right now there are three competing tax programs. The governor has one, the House has one, and the Senate has one. I did meet with Senator Dawson, who authored the one that's talking about wanting... He, went, he wants to trigger I-Will, which is the constitutional amendment for the water quality improvement that was to take effect, that will take effect when there's a three-eighths of a cent increase on sales tax. Well, nobody wants to increase sales taxes, so they're saying, we'll just take local option sales tax and make it a state tax. Then we'll give some of it back to you guys. Now, some people are for it because some communities don't have a local option sales tax, so they would be collecting more money. Coralville is one of the big players. Council Bluffs mayor has been upset because a lot of the online businesses are not charging the local option sales tax. So he feels that they're being deprived of this money. But it is something I think we need to actively look out for as we're looking at budgets, which we're going to discuss soon. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that, other proposal that is maybe a little scary, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but there is a proposal to increase the property tax reduction if you're a veteran. And at the moment, there is a relatively small uh, veteran. If you're a vet, you get a break on your property taxes. It, not a lot. Not a lot. hundred bucks, isn't it? Huh? hundred bucks. Or something. Not enough to make a difference, I can tell yeah. you that. <laughs> well, they're talking about increasing the amount that would come off of the taxable value to any place between $10,000 and $25,000 off of your property. So if we're looking at even our $15 tax rate, and it would, you, know, you would be looking at um, potentially $150 to $300 per property with a veteran in it. And I'm not trying to be anti-veterans at all. I think it's important. But I think we do have to make sure that if the state is making these rules, there's a way that the cities are made whole. Because we are capped at what we can charge for property taxes for general fund. And, you know, I hate, I hate to see cities deprived of money without any way for us to offset that. Because I think we're making really good progress right now. And unfortunately, part of it is we have to be able to move forward with some of the projects we're looking at. And without the dollars, we can't do it. So if you're talking to any of your legislators, if you want email contact for any of them, <coughs> they're online. If you don't know where they are, let me know. I'm happy to share that. But I mean, I think particularly the local option sales tax, I, I mean, they insist that it's not going to have an effect. But we know what happened with the property tax backfill. That also wasn't going to have an effect, and it's phasing out on us. And I think it's something we need to be vigilant as a council and look at. And I'll get off my soapbox at this point. How would that 
she's talking, the governor's talking about taking off taxes <coughs> off retirement funds, state taxes. Would that affect us any? In theory, no. And what the what the legislature is operating on right now is that they have surplus funds. <coughs> and one of my questions that I have asked several of them is, okay, so what happens when the surplus goes away? You see, you mm -hmm. so if we are cutting lots of things and the surplus goes away, when I ask about um, what would happen if they began to take money away from local option sales tax for the state, the one question, the one response I got was, well, either a lot more politically. Uh, neutral things that we can skim funds off of the local option sales tax. So we'd probably look to take them from someplace else. And I hopefully didn't gasp on the on the Zoom call when that happened. But I mean, it's like you know. so to answer your question, not directly, but in the long term, if the state doesn't have funds and they're having to look for other sources, we have seen them try and usurp local control and take it from cities. Yeah. I mean, it's just like changing to a flat tax. Always, I'm not saying any of them are bad. I'm not saying any of them are good. Yeah. But I'm just saying that I think as a city, we have to be vigilant and say we need to continue to have our funding sources to do what we need to do as a city. Mm -hmm. Jamie, is it would we stand to lose about what? Three hundred thousand. If we lose the local option sales. Well, I'll go over it. And it's part of my presentation okay. for the budget. So, I'll go over the I just got one thing. I got an email today. Um, if anybody knows of anybody, any um, nonprofit organizations, church, schools, or city or public, besides the cops, um, looking looking for an AED. Um, we already happened, thank you. Yeah. You got a whole nother, there's a whole nother way you could get some if you wanted it. But if you know of any places in town, um, it's short notice, I have to let them know by Friday. But if you guys hear of anything, let me know and I will pass their name up and try to get them. And it has to be a nonprofit. It says nonprofit, okay. church, schools, or city or county offices, which I think. Do, we have, do we have one in the city office? Uh, we've got, we could probably use one. I got one, I have one in my office. Um, but we sent it to the sewing pool when the pool opens. There is. It wouldn't hurt to have what one. What is an AD? Exter a a automated external defibrillator. Thank you. So. I mean, what, does the kids' world have one? I believe so. And they probably have to have but, one. Yeah. I don't know if they'd follow anything. And I don't know. I just got this email. I'm not sure exactly how many there are or anything, but. Um, is there an expiration date on any of that equipment? Like some kids there is. Um, the ADs that that they're getting, um, they're compatible with our monitors. Um, the pads are anywhere from two to four years, depending on what, what when you get get them, and they're uh, uh, around one hundred thirty dollars for the pads. The batteries are batteries you can buy at your store. Um, they're like them really big double-A batteries and they take 10 of them so they're about 75 bucks and they last anywhere from about two to four years depending on usage so um, if the city could use another one I would strongly suggest I'll, that. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll try yeah, to get I would too. I'll put their name in there for sure so if anybody else those are probably old real old ones too. we get kids world because they were around the swimming <coughs> pool because that was our old ones do you think kids world does have one then I'm sure. I just I'm texted, sure texted Kelly. They, they wouldn't be a non-profit. Yeah, she said they yeah, do yeah, not. Is it? Really? Yeah. Is it non-profit? Mm -hmm. She says we do not. I just sent her text. Oh, wow. Okay. That was next thing on my wish list. Okay. I will, I'll see what I can. I definitely can do and see. Okay. I'll tell you. It's pulls out because we gave my old ones the city. I thought I updated theirs, but I can check into that too. I mean, I've the pool. Out. That's the one I got in my office. Is the pools? Okay. That's yellow, isn't it? Yeah. I think. I can look at it and see. I can tell you if it's a newer one or not. But okay, I just wanted to. How about the rec center? They have. He does. I know Brandon does. Two, I think. Yeah, he. Okay. Yeah, he told us at the meeting. We we're just talking about that up there. Last meeting, I think. What's the cost on them, Bob? Free. These are these are free. Um, if someone wants to buy them, I think, don't quote me on the exact amount, but I think they're around fourteen or $1,500 a piece. 
which are astronomically lower than, so like the ones at the rec center, um, I know them batteries, they last about five or six years, but I think the last time I ordered batteries for a model like that, they're like almost $500 for the battery. So when the battery starts going bad, you start questioning, well, is it worth replacing a battery on an old machine or do I spend a little bit more and get a newer machine? So that's something for another. I'll give you her phone number, she said, before we leave. Okay. <coughs> is that that grant the sheriff's department got them? No, that's or? through the... The Hemsley, that's yeah. what I said, you guys, you guys. We could have, but we already had new ones. Right, right. yeah. And that's I, like, why I, I like what you guys got a lot better in place yeah. for some other reasons, but. I would move to adjourn. Second. Got a motion, a second to adjourn. Jamie, you can take a vote. Mailer. Yes. Marley. Yes. Rennie. Yes. Bernie. Yes. Perry. Yes. 